Our heroes at the start of their journey answered a call by the Oracle of Thylea. Slay a boar sent by the Titans, Sidon and Lutheria, of the domains, storms, and nights, respectively. And she will provide them guidance towards their own personal problems, along with seeing if they truly are the heroes she's been searching for to stand up to the Titans and stop the doom of Thylea. The so-called oracles chosen, each with their own objectives, came together with Kira, the goddess of music, and defeated the divine boar who mocked them in its final moments. No prophecy would save them. Journeying together to see the Oracle Versi, they ended up saving her just in time, as a sea hag had been sent by Sidon to kidnap her away from the settler lands. Each of them received hints, clues, or at least a starting point as to where to look to find the answers to their questions. Fate is a fickle thing, after all. The only true certainty Versi could see was that their fates were intertwined with one another, and that if they accomplished great labors, they could stand a chance against the twin titans when the oath of peace ended. Retrieve the horn of Balmaitria to provide guidance when all seems lost. Relight the mithril forge to repair and arm themselves with magical weapons, armor, and implements to contest titanic might. Face the challenge of Xander within the necropolis, successfully retrieving some of the most potent relics on Thylea, would be the final springboard. Armed and armored, they were to find the Ultros, a cursed ghost ship with the promise of it being able to withstand even the mightiest storm Sidon could muster against it. The only vessel that could sail all three seas of Thylea. With those accomplishments, they could face the Titans. They all bonded together under an oath of fellowship to watch after each other and show their faith in this odyssey they were fated under. All save for Sophia Akramatikos, keeping herself on the periphery, much in the ways of her ancestor. The hero set out with haste to Astoria, met with family unknown, and planned around and successfully withstood the ritual sacrifice performed by the Order of Sidon. They retrieved the stolen horn of Balmaitria from a maniacal dryad named Demetria and her mossy temple deep in the perilous and massive old woods. The group learned how to fight, navigate, and coexist with one another. Shortly thereafter, they set out to the Mithril Mines, contested its new slovenly occupants, a nest of troglodytes, braved its depths in finding the sealed tomb and lair of Kristrax, the crystal dragon king. Psionic undead swarmed them, and they prevailed. They faced his aspect and learned the fate of the bright stone citadel beneath them which to this day swarmed with horrific creatures of Hades. They rescued and bargained with the forge keeple, keeper, beautiful, fiery, and whip-smart, an elemental from the plane of fire who studied with Vulcan, the god of the forge. With the deal struck, they only needed to face the young Cerberus at the core of the forge. A trying fight, to the death, but the oracle's chosen pulled through, and the forge was relit. In the process, they'd saved some young Eurasian centaurs, and on the way out, met up with a strange gaggle of reveling fey, led by an old friend of Kira named Nerissa. Themos called the centaurs and met Ianthe, the captain of the scout cavalry. They spent the night partying and growing closer, and showing off their talents and doing a bit of flirting. Minor things occurred as well, a bit of division on what to do with fleeing foes, especially those that could be considered animals, though many would simply call them monsters. 
NPCs met and talked with them, relationships they'd been building on or just momentarily flourished. It was in Astoria that they learned truly of the threat over Mitros, however. A powerful, massive storm that had been parked over the city for weeks. Talking it over with Kyra and Pythor, the god of war, the oracles chosen resolved themselves to join with Valis, the goddess of wisdom, and try to put a stop to this storm. On the road south, led by Nyx through some hinterland trail she knew of, the oracles chosen came under assault when they were most vulnerable. A horrible joint nightmare for all those in the Oath of Fellowship. Sophia could only look on in stoic resolve as they twitched and spasmed as they were injured, fighting for their lives in a horrific dreamscape of the upcoming future. The following day, they encountered living Mystheos, mercenaries, where they saw undead before. They worked with them to save them from the pursuing Gigan forces, a strange breed of six-armed cyclops, they discovered on their mission. A triumph on the battlefield with their skill and prowess allowing all of the endangered Mystheos to survive another day. So taken were some of them by the Oracle's Chosen that three of them swore oaths of service to the Oracle's Chosen. Cleo, Dardanus, and Protogonia would join them as soon as they were able, wanting to fulfill their mission in Astoria. It was soon after this the Oracle's Chosen arrived in Mitros, greeted by what appeared to be Sidon's face in the clouds and lightning bolts shooting down at them. They took shelter in the city proper, were given quick escort to the royal palace, where they met King Acastus in his royal court. Queen and goddess of wisdom, Valis, Commander Gaius of the Order of Sidon, Chandras, a Stygian leader of the cult of Lutheria, and Belladonna, the royal concubine. After some rude and brash questioning from King Acastus, the oracles chosen were given one chance to fix the storm problem with the five gods, or else he would go with Commander Gaius's plan and have the Temple of the Five torn down. A devastating blow to the gods, but sure to please the Titans and end the storm. Kira and Valis worked together to enact a plan for what they called a miracle. They would need Pythor and Vulcan to lend their divine strength, but a miracle, a special ritual that not only takes time, but leaves the gods vulnerable, would, su would succeed at dispelling the storm. They'd, however, need to be protect protected from the elemental wrath of the storm. The oracle's chosen, Adrastos, a hero called out of retirement by an old oath to Valis, Michaela, the Amazonian captain of the Queen's Guard, and twenty brave men and women of the Mitrosian Vanguard and Queen's Guard answered the call. A tiny force, but divine circumstance limited their ability to muster armies. After a few days of preparation, the miracle plan was enacted. The forces of the five readied themselves at the ruins of the Temple of Mitros. The gods channeled magic so the entire city could see the miracle unfold and then channeled their strength into Kira to amplify the magic of a divine instrument of hers and perform a miraculous dispelling of the magical storm above the city. A pitched battle ensued as the elementals sent wave after wave after wave of strong elementals. Air, lightning, water, gusting gales, lancinating lightning, and walloping waves bombarded our heroes and their allies. Eventually, three of the four major elementals, she, Iran, Yul Takar and Yan Siben all crashed down on the battlefield to stop the miracle. 
massive bursts of power brushed away their allies, save for Adrastos and Michaela and themselves. The Oracle's chosen, a step above now. Proper heroes faced these elemental royals to their last breath, and with the burst of magic, explosion of martial prowess, and a bit of luck, they came out on top. The royals defeated, the miracle finished, and their elemental cores broken by, by divine light, shunting them away from Thylea back to wherever they were beckoned from. The storm cleared immediately all over the city, save for a large white cloud that hung over the miracle site. Divine energy surged from the broken cores into the cloud, and a thunderous roar bellowed over the city. The temperature at the ruins plummeted to sub-zero in seconds. Kira blasted divine energy into the sky after it, but it quickly bounded across the sky to the northwest. The miracle ended, and cheers echoed throughout the city. Mitros could finally see the sun again, and now there was hope for the future. Hope for the five. Hope for Thylea. As that is a quick summary of the last 30 episodes of Heroes of Thylea, there is obviously a ton of riveting, exciting, heartbreaking detail that was missed, but feel free to check out the videos on our YouTube or the podcast recordings on Spotify. The podcast also features condensed five-episode summaries to get you up to speed with a bit more detail. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. And with that, let's get started with episode 31, season two of Heroes of Thylea.